Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Cognitive Recalibration Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Shravan. We have our co-host, Torrin, here with us over in Hobart. Hey everyone. It's been a bit of a... We've taken a bit of a break. It's, half of it was sort of planned, and the other half was unplanned. I ended up getting tonsillitis uh, about a couple of weeks ago, so I might still sound a bit raspy. And um, Torrin's not so well at the moment. Yeah, not tonsillitis, but... Normal just cold. a normal cold. Just normal yeah, you're, cold. you're not like dying no. like I was a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. So as a result, we haven't had the chance to watch Glass and it's been over a month. So we we thought... I don't think anyone cares about it anymore. <laughs> so we just... Um, maybe we'll watch it at some stage and we'll give you our thoughts on it. But we're, we're not going to do a, a full on review of it like we do with every other movie or every other superhero movie. I don't think people liked it that much. Yeah, I'm hearing mixed things. Like some people really liked it, and some people really hated it. Well, especially like the second half of it, apparently. Yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll watch it at some stage. I don't know when, but we'll we'll watch it. But today we're going to be talking about two other movies that have recently come out. So they're new releases. So Alita: Battle Angel and Lego Movie Two. Lego Movie 2, I haven't actually seen. Oh, you didn't watch it? No, I didn't get around to watching it. So we had two advanced screenings for, for both of these movies last weekend. I ended up going to Leader Battle Angel, and you ended up going to both. Yeah, I watched both. It was a long weekend, so I had a bit of time. Um, I went I went to a 3D. I think you, your screening of Leader was also 3D, Yeah, it, it was 3D. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I saw we both saw Leader in 3D. But we'll talk about Lego Movie first. But before we do that, I you might have seen some changes to our profile in terms of the the logo that we're using now. So we've recently been collaborating with a, a designer. Well, when I say collaborating, we just told her what we want and she did everything. So we, we didn't actually do anything. Um, but Rita Seuss, who's a who's an artist in based in Melbourne, um, she's a graphic designer and she designed a new logo for us as well as a, a new cover cover art so um 
hope it hope you like it we we think it looks great and um thanks to Rita again for designing those for us i wanted to start with lego movie 2 because um you can do most of the talking to start off with <laughs> but before you give your thoughts on the movie i have the usual background on it so it was released february 8th in the united states and for some reason we're getting it like a month and a half later we're getting it towards the end of march i think yeah probably so i don't know school why holidays Maybe. I thought school holidays were later than that, though. It's coming out March 22nd, so... Ah, okay. Yeah, not not sure sure why we're getting it so late. We even got Lego Batman pretty late, I remember, when it came out. Yeah, okay. So, for some reason, we get the Lego movies later. It's directed by Mike Mitchell. His previous works, he's done mostly sort of children's animated sort of movies, but his first movie was Juice Bigelow, Male Gigolo. Oh, that's meant to be not great. <laughs> <laughs> um, back in 1999. And then he did Surviving Christmas. I haven't seen I don't it. know what that movie is. No. He did Sky High. Oh, that's shit. It's so bad. <laughs> then he did Sh- Shrek Forever After, which is also one of the worst Shrek movies. He did Alvin and the, Chipmun- uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Chipwrecked. I don't know which one that is. It's is that... probably not good. <laughs> and then he did the SpongeBob movie, Sponge Out of Water. Oh, that's meant to be okay, actually. So that came out in 2015. I'm not sure how good that is. And then he did the movie Trolls in 2016. I think that's meant to be not great. <laughs> yeah, that's the one with Justin Timberlake. And... Yeah. And then he's done this movie. So overall, you got to say that's pretty bad. <laughs> we'll hear how, how this movie was. In terms of the producers, uh, there was five, there were five producers, but two of them are Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who were the writers and directors of the first Lego movie, and they're also the writers of this movie, so they've obviously had a lot of creative control on this Lego franchise. It's obviously based off Lego, in case you're wondering, like the Lego toys. They call them Lego construction toys, which I didn't know. That's the actual name, Lego construction what toys. What does Lego stand for? It's a good question. I don't know if it stands. I think it's just a name, maybe. Okay. I thought it but started we should for probably something. research that. Because it starts with... It, they're all capitals. Yeah. But that might just be their logo. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Like, it's, they've just made it all capital. It's starring a variety of people, but the main characters are Chris Pratt and Elizabeth Banks. And I'm imagining just like the first Lego movie and Lego Batman, there's going to be a lot of cameos from different people. Yep. Yeah, there's cameos. In terms of budget, it's a $99 million movie, and box office-wise, it's done $64.4 million uh, so far. For comparison, the first Lego movie was actually a little bit cheaper to make, so it was between $60 and $65 million, and box office-wise, it did really well, so it did uh, $469 million back in 2014. So it was a, a surprise success, I think, because not many people were expecting a Lego movie to be good let alone do very well yeah development wise i don't have that much info apart from a just a i just picked out something that's related to australia because it just stood out to me but an australian-based animation studio called animal logic was um involved in producing not just this film but the next two films after this one so they i think they do like cgi animation stuff and um, the New South Wales government would also make financial contributions to all these films. What do you mean the next two films? Apparently there's going to be more after this. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It might not be like 
this Lego, like it might be like a Lego Batman, that sort of. Yeah. I think they're doing a Lego Batman too, aren't they? Uh, I, I don't know, actually. Yeah, so like a Lego, those Lego spin-off, like Ninjago, those sort of, I think they're doing more of them. Story-wise, I obviously haven't seen it, so um, what was the story? Not Did you spoiler. watch the first one? I watched about 40 minutes of it. Okay, did you like it? <laughs> it's funny, but I can see how it can get annoying for some people. It's definitely not for everyone, the, the style of humour. How would you describe the style of humour? Stupid? It's just, yeah, it, you could describe it as being stupid. <laughs> yeah. For some, for some people. It's kind of... It's like 21 Jump Street for kids. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's how I would describe it, yeah. And there's just a lot of just random stuff. It's quick paced. It's fast. Yeah, so you can easily miss a lot of jokes. Like there's there was this part in the first one how they're escaping on the freeway, and it's like I just want to go home. And for some reason, there's like this massive house on the road. Like they're they're moving this massive house on a truck, and, and be- he goes into the house yeah. and say, like, "I didn't mean it like that." <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite line from all the Lego movies is still from. The Lego Batman movie, right at the start, when Killer Croc does something, and then he's like, "I did something." In reference to obviously Suicide Squad, yeah, it's um, still my favorite line from every every Lego movie. I enjoyed Lego Batman, but I haven't really felt like needing to watch it again. Like I had a good time when I watched it, but I don't think it has that much replay value for me. Yeah, I would probably rewatch it. There's probably jokes in there that I missed. I can't actually remember what happens in it, to be honest. But <laughs> it's read. about the Joker and how, like, Batman tells him that he doesn't like him or something, and then Joker gets all emotional. They do reference it in this movie, but I still can't remember. And then Joker teams up with all the bad guys or something. I'm trying to remember. It was two years ago, and I actually can't remember yeah. it that well either. I just remember it was a good time. This is a good time as well. It picks up straight after the first Lego movie, and... At the end of the first Lego movie, there's like a cliffhanger ending, I guess, where these... At the end, if you haven't seen it... So, spoilers for the first Lego movie. Yeah, if you, if you haven't seen the first Lego movie, you find out that Will Ferrell has a child in the real world, and his child's playing with the Legos, and that's the whole story. This is along the same lines. Like, there's, it's they're still playing Lego. Kind of, but what basically happens in the end of the first one is... Will Ferrell doesn't like his kids playing with the Lego, but then he sees what the kid's done and he understands that he's been all creative and everything. So he's like, yeah, you can play with it. But then the cliffhanger is, he's like, since you can now play with it, your sister can come play as well. So that's a cliffhanger. And he doesn't like his sister or something. Kind of, yeah. So it's a bit of a sibling rivalry sort of situation. So in this movie, the sister is... is... Are they older in this movie? No, 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 same age. Oh, okay. Yep, so they're like, I don't know, the kid looks like 12 and the sister's like 8 or something. Yeah. Or yep. something like that. But yeah, they're, the sister is kind of playing with the Legos and she has some different Legos and the and the son's playing with some of them as well. But the whole point of it is at the end of the first one, the sister creates these Legos and they're weird and different and then they start destroying everything. So then it becomes like a post-apocalyptic wasteland it's kind of like mad max at the start of it and yeah there's some there's some funny stuff that happens but basically all of the main characters except chris pratt's character get 
kidnapped by the sister, and then Chris Pratt is going to save them, which is the whole gist of the movie. So the basic moral of the story is parents should buy their kids Lego. That was the moral of the first movie. And then this is probably, you should share your Lego with your siblings. Yeah, but that's actually what the, the moral is. At the end, they, they're like, it's all about sharing and stuff. The mum is in this one. So the mum is, uh, what's her name? I think her name's Mila. Mila something. Kunis? No. <laughs> She's in like Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids? Yeah. Um, the main one? No, not the main one. Maya Rudolph. I don't know who that is. I, I probably do, but I, I don't know. If by you the saw name. her, you would know who she is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she's the mum and the kids keep fighting over the Legos. And she's like, if you keep fighting over the Legos, we'll put them away. So, yeah. It's kind of like Toy Story, except with Legos. So what, what were your thoughts on it? Positives, negatives? It's pretty similar to the first one in terms of the humour. There's... <laughs> At the very start, the Justice League goes off to find, to fight the Legos that the sister's making, and um, Aquaman's in it, and he just keeps saying, my man. <laughs> he, like, jumps into the, jumps into the Quinjet, he's like, my man. <laughs> and then they're like, let's go. Is he, go. like, Jason Momoa Aquaman, or the traditional Jason Mo- Jason Momoa. <laughs> Oh, okay. So he's got the beard and everything. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. But yeah, it's got like a lot of pop culture references and stuff like that. So if you like that stuff, you'll really enjoy it. It's it's pretty funny. It's not as good as the first one, I don't think, but very similar humor to the first one. So if you don't like the first one, you're not going to like this one. But if you like the first one, you'll probably like this one. There's lots of songs in it. more than More songs than in the first one, from what I remember. The first one, there was that Everything is Awesome song. Yeah, so they've got a remixed version of that in this. But there's at least four to five other songs in this movie. Well, okay, so it's almost a musical. It's almost a musical. And they're all pretty funny. They're they're pretty funny songs. It sounds along the lines of um, a movie that you didn't watch, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Okay. It's very similar because that had a lot of pop culture references as well. Yeah. And it also had a couple of songs. Yeah. Well, it had one song. The the pop culture references in this aren't like kind of throwing throwing them at your face, but they're really subtle and like blink and you'll miss it kind of references. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, Lego can do a lot of stuff. So there's one line in it. They're like, it's like we've tried contacting Marvel, but they haven't contacted us back or something. Yeah, because there are Lego Marvel toys, obviously, and Lego Marvel games. So yeah, but they're not. In but this. they can't use them in the movies. No. There's also Chris Pratt. Pl- Chris Pratt plays two characters in the movie. He's like one character's like him from the first movie. What's his name? Emmett. Emmett. Yeah, Emmett Smith, I think. And the second character's like Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt in real life, and all his characters that he plays. So one of them's like the Star Lord. Yeah, he's like Star Lord. He's the guy from Jurassic Park. Oh yeah. He drives around on this ship. And all the crew on the ship are raptors. <laughs> and the raptors don't speak. They like they just um they like scream in raptor language and they always have subtitles at the bottom. It's <laughs> it's pretty funny. So are they can he control the raptors like he does in Yeah, like Jurassic he talks World. to them and everything. Yeah. Yeah, and they've all got names. <laughs> is blue in it? 
Uh, no, I don't think so. But it's it's very similar to that movie. And do you know how they always talk about getting raptors with guns on them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the raptors have guns on them in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it looks like they've poked fun at a lot of stuff. Are, were they, are they even allowed to do that? I don't know. Because that's poke, a universal they movie. They poke fun at a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> probably a, an extent that they can get away with, so they probably just push it yeah. all the way. The They poke fun mostly at Justice League. Justice League gets a lot of... Well, well, not Justice League, but DC movies in general. Yeah. And, um, well, they probably deserve it. And they they own them anyway, so they can do whatever they want. Yeah. It's got a very distinct animation style, kind of like... Uh, the stop-start. Yeah, the stop-start. It's like the Legos moving. It's funny, because sometimes they're... Well, in the Lego world, they move kind of like stop-starty. But in the, um, in the normal world, if they don't have Legos underneath them... They move like they're on a string and it's like, it's like you're, if you held a Lego and tried to like move with it, that's how it would look. So do you see them in the real world? Yeah, you do. Okay. Yeah. In the first one, you, do you? Or is it only at the end? At the end, you do. But there's more of it in this movie. There's also time travel. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's quite interesting. They, I don't think it's as good as the first one, though. It's definitely not as interesting story-wise. So it's more of the same, but not as good. Yeah, like they tried to do a few different things with it, I guess. But yeah, it's it's. I wouldn't say it's as good as the first one. Probably not because it wasn't as surprising as the first one. Yeah, there's another movie, movie from last year, Incredibles 2, which I thought felt like that so it was more of the same from the first one they tried to do something different but it's still not as good as the first one yeah yeah, yeah. except s- you didn't like incredibles too <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's kind of like that in terms of they didn't follow the same formula as the first one but lots of the jokes are quite similar and after a while it does get a bit same same but it's still probably really good this is one of those movies that, like, the kids will really enjoy, but, like, the adults can enjoy as well. If they've got a certain style of humour. Yeah, yeah. I know heaps of people that just wouldn't enjoy the first Lego movie. Like, yeah. they'd watch, like, 20 minutes of it, and then they'd be like, what the hell is this? And they just wouldn't watch yeah. it. I, yeah, I guess you've got to be... I feel like it's the kind of movie, if you're into pop culture references, you'll really like. But then if you'll you're not, like it, yeah. If you're not into pop culture that much and you don't care about it, then you won't really understand any of the jokes, so they'll just go over your head. And the kids love it because it's just stupid. It's just, yeah. Yeah. And it's Legos, and that's all they want to watch. It does have a lot of, like, stupid humor as well, which is, like, you have to have, you have to dumb yourself down to a certain amount to kind of laugh at it, but it's funny. <laughs> Fair enough. So this year I'm planning to introduce a new rating system along with my old one. Yeah. So we're going to rate everything out of six infinity stones. Okay. All right. Um, so how many infinity stones is this? I think this is, it gets everything except the mind stone because it's, it's just stupid. So five out of six infinity stones. <laughs> so you don't need the mind stone to watch this You don't this need one. the mind stone to watch this, but you need all the other stones. So it's a five out of six. Five out of six. You need the time stone because it's got time travel. You need the soul stone because it has a lot of soul in the movie. It's got a bit of heart. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's got lots of power. It's got lots of power. Fair enough. Yeah. Yep. Because of all the action. 
Does it have reality? Reality it doesn't sound like yeah, it does. Look, it's got more reality than the first one, so it's got reality. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's What's the other story? Have we gone through all of them? Soul. Um, reality is the one in Thor: The Dark World. Yeah. The ether. Uh, mind is the the um the one in on oh, no, a space. Space. Oh, is the, the other space one. stone. Yeah. Space. Yeah. It's, it's got lots of space in it actually. So yeah. Yeah, Space Stone as well. Oh, so they go to space, all right. Yeah, so, so five out of six tick. Infinity Stones. Five out of six, all right. Yeah. So it just doesn't have the mind. It's, it's all right. It basically doesn't have vision, so that's not a big deal. Yeah, it doesn't have vision, um, <laughs> and yeah, it doesn't It doesn't have much of the... You don't need to use your brain for it, so yeah. When you said we're going to rain out of five out of six Infinity... Well, out of six Infinity Stones, did you think I'd go in that road or just no, five out of six rain? Now that you've started like that, we're going to have to do every movie like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Any spoilers? So um, for those who haven't seen the movie and are, are interested in spoilers and don't want to find out about them, uh, please come back to this point in, in the podcast and you can listen to our spoilers. So, spoilers-wise, I'm guessing there's a lot of cameos. Yep, cameos. Uh, well, Superman, all the Justice League's in it. Batman's got a full-length role, like he has in the Again, other yeah. ones. Even in the first one, he's... Yeah, for, he's got a, a full-length in that one as well. Who else is in this movie? It's got most of the returning characters from the first movie. So, it's got the space space dude. It's got the kitty cat. It's got the pirate dude. Okay. Does it have Voldemort? Yeah, oh, it didn't have Voldemort. To be honest, I can't remember. It might have had Voldemort. There's this part, it has Gandalf in it. Oh, okay. And it's like that part when Gandalf falls off the ledge in, um, is it Fellowship? Run you fools. Or fly you fools. Yeah, That's yeah, that, that part. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's got that part. Um, does he say that? Yeah, he does. Or like a variation of that. Uh, it's got Green Lantern as well. Hal Jordan or... Hal Jordan. It's got three different Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. So Gal Gadot's one of them? No, no. I think they're all someone else. But one of them's like a fat Wonder Woman. Like a... <laughs> not fat, but she's really big. And then one of them's like the 60s version. And one of them's like the newer version. Like I said before, Maya Rudolph is the mum. It's got Will Ferrell's Lego character from the first movie. He's in it briefly. Not Will Ferrell, actually, but just a Lego character. I was just thinking, this these kids must be, uh, or their parents must be pretty wealthy if they've got so many Legos. Yeah. Because they've got the whole Justice League. They've got, like, they've got pretty everything. much every Lego you can think yeah, of. They've got everything. Yeah. Except the Marvel Legos. That's where they draw the line. That's where their parents are like, nah, you're not getting those. <laughs> I can't actually remember most of the other cameos. I'm, I'm sure there's tons. There's There's lots of cameos. But because it's so fast-paced, it's kind of like blink and you'll miss it. Was your advanced screening in 3D or 2D? No, it was in 2D. Yeah, I'm not sure if this is out in 3D, actually. But you said it was pretty packed. Yeah, very packed. Very, It was filled to the brim. And this is Hobart we're talking about, so it takes a lot to to fill, to fill a cinema in Hobart. And everyone, everyone really enjoyed it. It was like all the kids were laughing and all the parents were laughing as well, so... It was a good atmosphere. This movie follows the trend that uh, 2018 started, where they introduce a character and he later becomes the villain. Oh, okay. He's a good character and he becomes the villain. Yeah, we never addressed that in our previous episode where we went through the best of and worst of 2018, but there was one 
trend in 2018, it was that. Basically, yep. they'd introduce a character and they'd eventually become a villain. And it's blatantly obvious that they're also the villain because you could tell from the very beginning. Was this the same in terms of you, you knew straight away? Yeah, so this follows a very similar trend. Can you, just based off what I said, can you guess who the villain character is? Um, based off what you said, is it that the alternate Chris Pratt character? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's the he's the villain in the end. Yeah. So yeah, it sets it sets up that trend, and well, it seems to be going into 2019 as well. Yeah. Well, let's see if we. What's the next movie we're going to watch? Probably, probably Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. I, oh well, it looks like Jude Law is going to be a villain. Yeah, they might introduce him as a good guy and he's... Well, he looks like a villain, so, yeah. It's pretty obvious that he's a villain, but anyway. Yeah. (laughs) So, potential sequels for this. Any hints at that? Oh, look, it it wasn't too much into kind of sequel bait territory. Like, at the end, it's just the two kids playing with each other. So, there's no obvious sequels that they've set up or anything like that, from memory. I did watch this a week ago, so I may have forgot, but... It did, I couldn't remember any... There's no post credit scene or anything like that, so there wasn't any sequel set up. But I can see them still doing more movies, because... Yeah, they'll probably do other spin-off movies. And... All right. That is Lego Movie 2. I guess I don't need to watch it now, because I know everything that happens. Pretty good. It's pretty good, though. You'll enjoy it. It's pretty good. Five out of six Infinity Stones. It's, yeah. Yeah. Five out of six. Yeah, it's got everything. Except the Mind Stone. It's close. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much Thanos before he kills Vision. It's Yeah, pre, pre-climax Thanos, pretty yeah. much. He still defeats all the Avengers, so... Yeah, exactly. He doesn't even need the Mind Stone. Okay, we'll move on to Alita Battle Angel, which we have both seen. But yeah, I'll, I've got a bit of background again on this movie. I've got a bit more on this one, because there's, there's a lot happening with this movie for quite some time. So it premiered on the 31st of January in London, and then it was released on Valentine's Day in the United States and in in Australia as well. It's a very romantic movie. Yeah, well, actually... It does have... We'll talk about it, but it has more romance than I thought it would. Yeah. It's directed by Robert Rodriguez, and he's got a mind-blowing filmography. All the movies he makes are... Oh, like, he's Zack Snyder to the next level, like style over substance. Well, that's his recent movies, but do you know the other movies that he's made? So, early on in his career, it was mostly like Mexican-based action films. So, he did like Desperado in 1995. Yep. And then he switched into basically kids' movies. So, Did he do Spy Kids? Yeah, so he did He did all the Spy Kids movies. Yeah, yeah. I thought he did. So, he did one, two, three, and 4 Spy Kids movies, and he... In between, he did a few more Mexican movies. So he did Once Upon a Time in Mexico. And then he did Sin City, which is what you're talking about in terms of stylized. But even, even Spy Kids is, like, extremely stylized. Is it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, it's kids and stupid stylized, but it is. Fair enough, yeah. And in 2013, he did Machete Kills. Which is extremely stylized as well. Yeah. So he did both the Machete movies, and then 2014 he did the second Sin City, uh, Dame to Kill 4. That was co-directed by Frank Miller, as was the first Sin City. But yeah, he's got a very diverse, you can say, filmography. But he was selected by James Cameron to direct this movie. 
I'll talk about that in a second, but it's produced by James Cameron himself, who has recently sort of rubbed comic book movie fans up the wrong side in terms of saying that he hopes that Avengers fatigue will will set in soon and um, how he didn't like Wonder Woman or something. So he's been saying stuff like that. But all that being said, he still makes good movies, so I guess you can't fault him. It's also co-produced by John Lando, who was also involved as a producer in Titanic and Avatar. So he collaborates with James Cameron pretty often, and he's also involved in the four Avatar movies coming up. I think there's four, like five overall. The screenplay is by James Cameron as well, and later Cologridis, I might have mispronounced that, but she was the writer for Shutter Island and also the creator of Altered Carbon the Netflix series, which is also a cyberpunk sort of style. Yeah, it's kind of similar to this movie, actually. The source material is actually based off a Japanese manga series, which was written between December 1990 and April 1995. And there were also two video animation episodes that were released in 1993 in, in Japan. So it's based off the... Uh, it's, it's called Gunnam, G-U-N-N-M. I think that's how you pronounce it. Gundam. It's written by Yukito Kishiro, and they they've based basically a couple of runs of this of this comic um, in this movie. So it's not like the first run because the motorball stuff was later in the comic, but it's a lot. It features. You can tell that they kind of put a bunch of stories together. It's not just one. Yeah, it's starring Rosa Salazar as the title character and. Christoph Waltz is in it, Jennifer Connelly's in it, and Mahershala Ali's in it. This movie is the weirdest movie in terms of casting, because literally in every role they try and cast, like even the most minor roles, they try and cast a big actor. Pretty much, yeah. So in terms of budget, it's a pretty big budget movie, and you see it on the screen. It looks looks really good. It's one of the best looking movies that I've seen in a while, actually. It's a $170 million movie. And box office wise, it doesn't sound great so far, but it's only done forty four million. But it's going to release in China soon and Japan soon. So Japan and China will probably enjoy it. I'm guessing Japan will enjoy it, unless it's completely. I haven't read the manga, or I don't know anything about source material. So maybe it's. It looks like it's. It is close to what the source material is like, but maybe the Japanese will have a better opinion of it. Yeah, so they might not like it if it's not. Um, it's not like the source material so development wise so the manga series was originally brought to the attention of james cameron by another director guillermo del toro so he showed him this stuff and then cameron was pretty interested in making a movie out of it so back in 2000 june 2000 a domain name battleangelelita.com was registered by james cameron so back then he had a he had the idea of doing it, and then in two thousand three he did confirm that he was going to make a. It's in in the in the comics. It's actually it's actually Battle Angel Alita, not Alita Battle Angel. Yeah. But I think they've named it that way because they can change it in the next one. So it'll be like Alita something else, like Battle Fallen Angel or something. Battle uh, motor, Battle Motorball <laughs> Champion. That's going to be the the official title. It was originally scheduled to be his next production after he finished producing the TV series Dark Angel, which was also loosely based off this comic. 
Okay. So Dark Angels with Jessica Alba. I haven't seen it before. Is it is it currently running? No, 2000, 2002, so it's pretty old. Oh, okay, yeah. But then in 2005, so basically the filming was delayed while Cameron was developing an unknown project known as Project 880. Which is Avatar. Which is now, we, we know it as Avatar. And then in 2006, he commented that Battle Angel was the second of the two planned film trilogies that he was developing. So one of them being Avatar. Yeah. But now all he does is Avatar. <laughs> so he has to outsource everything else. Post the release of Avatar, he did comment that he had a skip script ready for Battle Angel. And then in 2010, the other producer, John Lando, said that they were trying to convince Cameron to change the film's title to Alita Battle Angel so that can do more sequels. And then in 2010, he said that it was still... Cameron said that it was still on his radar, but he didn't know when he would make it because he was still doing Avatar stuff. And he's still doing Avatar stuff. He didn't want to abandon the film, but he also wanted to direct the film because he didn't trust anyone else to make it. But then they eventually convinced him that he should probably let someone else direct it because he's going to be doing Avatar for the rest of his life. Yep. <laughs> and then they found Robert Rodriguez and he he looked at the script that James Cameron wrote and he made some changes to it and James Cameron was pretty happy with it. So he agreed to produce it and Landau was back on board to produce it as well. And he had to... Con- so the screenplay that James Cameron wrote was 186 pages. And he had 600 pages of notes as well. And um, he asked Rodriguez to put it all together. And he was pretty satisfied. Cameron also wanted to use the technologies that they used in Avatar for this movie. Particularly for the the character of Alita, because she's all CGI. Zendaya was apparently... Well, she auditioned for the role of Alita. But in the end, they ended up giving it to Rosa Salazar. Shooting began in... 2016 October and it concluded in February 2017 so they didn't shoot for that long but post-production would have been uh, very long a lot of this movie's uh, budget it's probably not one shot in this movie that doesn't have CGI CGI yeah it's very CGI heavy life is full of what-ifs some awesome like what if AI could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Story-wise, so, well, I, I've just talked for the last five minutes. So what, what was the story? The story is there's this, oh, it's kind of like this futuristic world, I guess. Yeah, it's in like 2000. 225 or something yeah but it's kind of like post-apocalyptic future and it's after there's a war with earth and mars i think is that right there was some war i don't know who it was between but there was a war yeah there was a war and everyone used to live in these floating cities in the sky but then after the war all the floating cities got destroyed except one of them and everyone lives well some people live in the floating city but the wealthy people live in the, the floating city and everyone else lives on, on the ground. On the normal ground, which is which they say is kind of a slum, but it's not actually that bad. <laughs> yeah, it's not the worst. It's not the worst. And everyone has, like, cybernetic enhancements, I guess. Well, most people... Well, there's a lot of cyborgs. So I think they live together with cyborgs. Yeah, but and some humans are, like... Half cyborg. No, there's no, none of them are cyborgs. They're all humans with like enhancements. Are they? Uh, well, yeah. Isn't Alita full cyborg? No, no. She's got like a human brain. Oh, okay. So they're all kind of yeah hybrids. Hybrids. Yeah. But Christoph Waltz is full human. Yeah, but he makes Christoph Waltz characters like a guy that makes the cyborgs, I guess, or makes the enhancements, and he finds Alita in like a a dump or something and he rebuilds her and you think she's just a normal person but then stuff happens and she's not that normal yeah she's got amnesia so she can't remember what her previous life was but she's obviously got some crazy skills and um, abilities that she can't explain but she seems to have them and yeah that makes up most of the movie most of the movie so it's kind of a story of discovering who she is, as well as kind of doing stuff on this the ground city, um, like stuff's not quite right there, and she's kind of making it right. It's a bit. I would say the story is a bit all over the place sometimes. Yeah. Oh, it's. I think we we did do a great job of explaining it, but when you watch it, it does kind of make sense. I guess we could move on to the positives and negatives. Yep. My positives. I think the visuals were really, really good. And surprisingly, the 3D was quite good. I think it actually adds to the, the experience. I just don't like 3D. Do you, when, when you watch 3D, the foreground looks okay, but in the background, everything becomes fuzzy, especially when it's moving. I didn't notice it as much in this movie. Yeah, like it, it wasn't that... 
I don't think it was that bad. Like, if you like 3D, this is probably pretty good 3D, but I still don't like 3D overall. I think the picture quality just takes a bit of a hit, and it just yeah. doesn't look as clear. Fair enough, yeah. But I, I thought it was good, maybe because most of the movie was already CG, so it was easier to make it into 3D, maybe? Yeah, but I think it probably would have looked even better watching it. In 2D. In 2D, yeah. The other thing was the action sequences are quite good. Probably the best, some of the best action I've seen in a while, and wasn't something I was expecting. But then I looked at some of the source material, and in the source material you see a lot of the the action that they had, and it's a lot more, I guess, gory than than in this movie. They they tried to keep it PG thirteen for this movie because they wanted to target the teenage audience, which is because Alita's meant to be a teenage girl essentially. It's a bit YA, isn't it? Yeah, so they t- I can see they tried to target a certain demographic, so they couldn't make it uh, completely violent like the source material is. So they kept it a little bit toned down, but it's still, it's not for kids, that's for sure. In terms of the, the action and the, the violence, there's a lot of like robots being cut in half as opposed to humans, but... But they're, they're humans and they get yeah, cut in but, half. Yeah, yeah. The human robots. There are, actually, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's not quite like... Uh, it's definitely not for little little kids. Well, no. you wouldn't probably take little kids to this anyway, but it was a little bit more violent than I expected it to, and it had more action than I thought it was going to have as well. I thought it would be more of a... a little bit more like a social commentary sort of movie with, like, cyborgs and a little bit of action, but not... It's predominantly an action movie with a little bit of commentary. Yeah. And the second, the third thing I liked was the world building. So it feels like it's a proper universe that could possibly exist in the future. I don't know if you felt that, but like the ground city feels like it's a, like just a really poor city in current, current world, but with lots of cyborgs and robots. And overall, the performances were quite good as well. I think everyone did their job. There was nothing really to fault. Christoph Waltz was pretty good. Yeah, he was pretty good. Alita, whoever, the, the girl that plays Alita was pretty good. She has this like romantic interest. He was fine. The guy that looks like Nick Jonas. Does he? He looks like Nick Jonas. I don't know who he is, but he looks like Nick Jonas. Yeah, I didn't get his name either, but yeah, he, he was okay. He has like a bunch of friends um, and they were fine as well. It's yeah, got George well, with a J. One of them's... One of them's um, the guy from Bumblebee. Yeah, George with a J. Yeah. And the other and one's one of um, them is um, Lana Condor from um, To All the Boys I've Loved Before or whatever. And she's also Jubilee in X-Men, what was the last one? Apocalypse. Apocalypse, yeah. So, yeah. And she's in it for about, how many lines do you reckon she has in this movie? Two? Maybe like, uh, she's maybe got like four. Yeah. <laughs> four or five. How yeah, many lines do you reckon much. the Bumblebee dude has? Maybe like twenty. Yeah, he's probably he's got it. He's got some more than like than ten the minutes other of screen time, maybe. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. I mean, he's got a slightly important character towards the end of the movie. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah, depending on. Yeah, not really. Not really. Think of it. Yeah. <laughs> Negatives, I guess. The story does move like quite quickly. I, I thought. felt that they they tried to cram a bit too much into it. Like, 
sometimes it feels like, oh, they're going to do this thing how she wants to become a police officer. And then sometimes it's like, oh, she's going to play this sport that they have. And yeah, then, motorball. Yeah, motorball. And yeah, sometimes it's um, she's trying to figure out who she is. And you can tell it's like three different or like four different stories put into one movie. So it does feel a bit like they're trying too much at some points. Yeah, there is a lot happening. And, and there's like... Even the- like they set up some... There is a sense of mystery in some of the scenes. Yeah. But that sense of mystery doesn't last very long because in the very next scene, it's revealed what that mystery is. Yeah, yeah. Almost like immediately. So, because at the beginning, they, they set up this thing, are you like, are you meant to trust Christoph Waltz or are you not? Like, he seems a bit shady. But then that doesn't really last long. It's that like lasts like scene. Yeah. a couple of scenes max. And then there's also some other character reveals or later in the later in the movie which also don't last very long. And also there's like five different villains in this movie. Well, not five. There's at least three. I'm trying to think who they are. Um <laughs> Well you've got they're they're all kind of one villain though, in the end. Not really. They're, they're all kind of working not... for the same Person, well, so. I'll, I'll give you that Mahershala Ali's character and Jennifer Connelly. Well, she, yeah, well, she, yeah, they're they're kind of the same villain, and they work under the same guy. But then you also have um, what's that dude's name? Ajax from from Deadpool. He's the guy with the sword, the the one with the sword, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. you also have his character, which is a totally different villain. He's kind of doing his own thing. He's yeah. doing his own yeah. thing. Yeah. And then you have, and then this, they got you got that massive dude, the massive dude, yeah, who's kind of doing his own thing, but also part of the other thing. There's there's a lot of villains. There are, yeah. And then I guess there's this whole overarching villain that you don't really see much of until right you don't at the end. see much, but they've yeah. obviously set that up for a, a, a sequel. sequel, yeah, which may or may not happen considering the box office of this movie. But I, I actually think this is a pretty good movie. Thought it was think, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I think. A lot of people, I don't know, James Cameron doesn't have the same sort of vibe that he did maybe 10 years ago. his movies are shit now. No, yeah. not shit. Well, he hasn't done any movies. He hasn't so. done anything since Avatar, <laughs> yeah. and Avatar is not that great. Although some people really still like it, but yeah. Yeah, a lot of people still like it, but I think a lot of people think it's overrated as well. I maintain that Avatar's not a good movie at all. Yeah, a lot of people still... They still like him. I, I I still like him. I think he he's still a very good filmmaker. But um, and he might he might have a point with uh, superhero movies getting fatigued because I think by the time the next Avatar comes out, we might actually have a bit of superhero fatigue. So his timing might actually be good in terms of that. Saying that he didn't even direct this movie; he's just a producer. So yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't direct it. But I think he a lot of the story is from him. So I think he wrote most of the screenplays. But the thing is, that's the p- part of the movie I probably like the least, the story. Like, it's okay, but it's probably the weakest part of the movie. It depends, because they, they might not have been able to do much more. Because if it was just her story of becoming a, like the, I think they call it hunter-warrior or something. Yeah. Might not have had the same impact as if they did that, like the whole motorball thing as well, but... Yeah. They could have probably split it up into two. It's overall, like, I still had a really good time. I think Alita, the character was quite interesting. I think that makes a difference as well. And she's 
she's got some really crazy moves and abilities and skills. So that makes the action sequences really entertaining, especially after she gets the sword. Yeah, my favorite one's actually before she gets the sword. There's this really good action sequence. Pre-motable? Pre-motable. Okay, yeah. Yeah, there's some good... Like, overall, I think all the action sequences are good. The be- the best action sequence, I think, is the one in the bar. Yeah, that one's good. There are c- some complaints about this movie because Alita's just too overpowered, in a sense. Like, she could do whatever she wants. But she does get bashed up a couple of times. She so. nearly dies once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's still... it's James Cameron basically described it as a coming-of-age teenage story. I think that's what they were aiming at. So that's what it is. Any other negatives, positives? Not really. I didn't care for the love story that much. Yeah, that was the other negative I had. It was a little bit... It felt over the top. And I think it was a bit too... It wasn't very believable because it happened very quickly. Yeah, like, (laughs) I don't know how the passage of time goes in this movie, but it feels like the whole thing goes over like three or four days. Yeah. And it feels pretty unbelievable that this happened in three or four days, especially the love story part. Well, there is a time jump towards the end of the movie, but which is quite evident. But yeah. before that, I think everything happens in max a week. Like, it doesn't feel like it's been that long. But yeah, the romance I didn't really... Like, it's fair enough. Like I, I can see people liking that aspect of it too. Like, certain audience audiences will like it. Like, will like the movie because of that. But for me, it probably didn't add that much to the movie. Yeah. That whole... That guy's character is just not that great in the end. And it feels like you could have taken his whole story out and it still would have been okay. Yeah. I mean, it adds a bit to Alita's character, I guess. She's got stuff to fight for and whatever. Like, I can see why they put it in, but they could they could have easily done it without it too. All right. Ratings. Let's do our Infinity Infinity Stone rating. Okay. So it's got a bit of... It's got space. It's got space. It's got... I reckon it's got a bit of soul. It's got soul. Yep, yep. It's got power. It's got power. Has it got reality? Not really. It's, pretty... it's probably... That's the one thing it's not really got at all, reality. <laughs> yeah. Because everything's CGI. Time? No, nah, I don't think it really has time either. Yeah, well, it's set in the future, but... Not really. Not really, no. Well, it, 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 well, like we just said before, it seems to happen very quickly, so there's a bit of a disrespect for time in a sense. So, so maybe it misses out on the time. Does it have the Mind Stone? It does. Maybe it's got half a Mind Stone. Because I, I don't think you can completely switch your mind off to watch this movie. Yeah, okay. We'll give it half a Mind Stone. It definitely doesn't have the full Mind Stone, I reckon. But So what's that? Is that three and a half? Three and a half. Yeah, three and a half out of six Infinity yeah. Stones. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, you need you need some mind to watch it. Yeah, so, yeah, I think yeah, that's it's fair. definitely got the, it's got the power. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's one thing it has, and it has soul, which it, which I wasn't expecting it to have. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. and it definitely has space. And yeah, it's definitely got the space. Yeah, yeah. This this rating system is going to fall apart when we watch like a like a romantic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like because they um, lack in pretty much everything yeah it, it's just the soul stone it's just one <laughs> and that's if it's a good romantic comedy some of them don't even have that yeah yeah 
<laughs> well, I think it's still a fair rating system. <laughs> so this gets a three out of three and a half out of six Infinity Stones. We'll talk some spoilers very quickly. So you were talking, you you were telling me that there's two cameos. I figured out. Well, one of them is Edward Norton, who ends up being the big sort of. Well, villain. you figured it out. I told you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I I knew he was in it. I mean, I. I didn't know he was Edward Norton, but I knew there was this guy because they show you at the end. He kind of looked like James Cameron. Initially, I'm like, is that James Cameron? Is he in this movie? <laughs> he just, he's starting to act now? Yeah, well, with the glasses on and he's got this long white hair that's slicked back and I'm like, that's James Cameron. <laughs> yeah, well, I've seen the source material, like how that villain looks in, in the comics and he looks like that. Like he's got... The hair slicked back and it's white hair and then he's got these weird glasses where you can see like further or something they're like binoc- binoculars yeah yeah yep. um, so they've yeah i think that character art is very similar to what what it is in the in the comic and even a leader i think she's pretty similar he takes off the glasses and you realize he's edward norton actually i didn't realize he was edward norton because i still couldn't tell who he was but... I, I realized straight away <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's another cameo, which I eventually figured out who it was. Did you figure it out? Yeah, because he's in it for like... Or all of Literally like seconds. 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> but it, is it Sam Worthington? That's his name, right? No, no, it's Jay Courtney. Is that Jay Courtney or I'm, Sam Worthington? I'm pretty sure it's Jay Courtney. Okay, I got to look this up because I thought it was Sam Worthington because of the um, Avatar connection. He's definitely an Australian actor. <laughs> But I'm I'm quite sure it's Jay Courtney. Yeah, because I forgot his name first. Because I was like, is he Joel Edgerton? But no, it's like no, not that guy. Because he's also Australian. But I saw as soon as I saw it, I'm like, that's that's Jay Courtney. I'm quite sure, or I've got it very wrong. And it's yeah, no, it's Jay Courtney. Oh, it is Jay Courtney. Okay, yeah, I thought it was Sam Worthington, but no, because I thought maybe he had a day off on the Avatar four shooting or whatever he's doing. But it's it's so odd that. I thought he would come back in some in some capacity. Why would you get Jay Courtney to do like Jay Courtney's not a great actor. He's not he's not amazing. But still he probably costs a bit of money to to get. Maybe this is a post suicide squad and he was just accepting anything. <laughs> uh but he's he doesn't have he has one line maybe where he's not saying anything, but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. he's in it for three three seconds, four seconds. Yeah, and then I'm I'm assuming he either dies or he just... Because he's the motorball champion. Yeah. Is and he, at the end of the movie, that's a leader. Is he going to be in the sequel, maybe? Is it like setting up for a sequel? Maybe, yeah. But I'd, I wouldn't think there'd be too much motorball in the next one, unless it's all motorball. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the next one's just all motorball. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's the one that I found most surprising because you're just like, why? <laughs> like, why did you get this guy to do that three-second cameo? It's not like a funny cameo or anything. No, he's just there. Like, he's just standing there. That's it. Anything else in terms of... There's obviously... I think they're trying to set up for a potential sequel. There wasn't a post credit scene, so you don't have to stay till the end credits. No, but it definitely sets up for a sequel with Edward Norton reveal and everything. It's very obviously setting up for a sequel. Yeah, yeah. And there's obviously, like, other story elements that are still um, not yet finished. Uh, the other the other person that is in it for not that long is um, Michelle Rodriguez. Is she in it? She's the, um, do you know the commander in her flashbacks that she keeps seeing? 
Oh, uh, okay. That's Michelle Rodriguez. That's definitely an Avatar cross collaboration because she's in Avatar. They just got her across one day. It's like just do a, do this voiceover for a little bit. Apparently, a lot of the um because they they weren't shooting Avatar two for a while, so they got a lot of the technicians and stuff to work on this movie. Ah, uh, okay. A lot yep. of the CGI and stuff. But in every single role of this movie, they try and cast someone that is an a well known actor, basically. Yeah. Except yeah. for, well, interesting. Except for the title role, because I haven't heard of her before. Oh, well, I think she's pretty pretty well known ish. The thing is, you don't know who she is anyway. Cause yeah, because they... you can't see her. And I guess the other guy, Hugo, or whatever his name is, the, the love interest, he's not that well known, is he? Yeah, but maybe they thought they were hiring Nick Jonas, but then he came on to set and they're like, this guy's not Nick Jonas. <laughs> and they just had to go with it. <laughs> like, okay, oh. we'll save some money on him. Yeah, it's like, oh, fuck it, we'll just do it. They've obviously taken the story pretty seriously. Like, it looks like they've actually put in a lot of effort to make this movie. Yeah. Um, unlike some other movies where they just take it for granted. So at least for that, I think you should probably watch this movie at some stage. I think it's worth a watch, definitely. I had a good time with it. Even though I probably did sound like I had a good time. I did have a good time with it. It was, it was quite good. Might also be that I really wasn't expecting much from this movie. I, I didn't even know what to expect because I don't know much about the the comics or anything but yeah I, I ended up having a good time and the other people in the audience seem to enjoy it as well there's actually a little bit of comedy in it as well like just subtle i don't know if you because there's a lot of bit of laughter and stuff in in our in our cinema uh just at parts like it's not a funny movie that's for sure but there there is some comedy some light some light moments, moments. light yeah. humor so i think that's that's it in terms of uh what we had. Yeah, I think that about covers it. I guess we'll wrap things up. But before we do, we actually did watch, in our month-long break, we did watch some other stuff. Well, I, I watched the movie Instant Family, and you watched Creed 2 not too long ago, which was a movie from last year. And there have been a whole bunch of trailers that have come out. But I'll talk about Instant Family. I think it's... I thought it was really good, actually. Uh, it's quite funny, like, from what you see in the trailers. But it's also got a little bit of... Soul. Uh, soul, yeah. The soul it's got stone. a bit of soul. So it has the soul stone. Yeah. It's definitely got the soul stone, yeah. Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne were really good. And it talks about, like, adoption and stuff in America. And it's got a little bit of... It gets. It even gets a little bit dark in some scenes. So it, it had depth that I didn't expect it to have. But overall, it's just a lighthearted comedy. So, And it's a good family movie as well. So if you're looking to take the family out for a movie and you want to watch something it's not a bad movie i can try to give it a infinity stone rating do you want to give it an infinity stone rating? so it's got the soul stone it's got it doesn't have the power yep it's not it's got no power in it so there's no real action or anything it's got a little bit of the mind stone maybe I'll, half a mind stone again i'd say it's got probably reality yeah it's got a reality yeah yeah, it's got reality. It's got... It doesn't have space. <laughs> I would be surprised if it had space. <laughs> so it's probably missing the space, the power, and and the time. Time stone. Yeah. I'd give it three out of six. But that being said, it's still a pretty good movie. Yeah, three out of six. Sounds... sounds that's pretty good for that movie. And you watched Creed 2, so what did you think of it? Creed 2. Uh, I thought it was 
pretty good. It's uh, probably a bit more campy than the first Creed. The first Creed's a lot more... Like, like this is serious as well, but this has a bit more fun with it with the boxing i guess and if you if you haven't heard about it it's like the the follow-on to rocky rocky 4 where ivan drago kills apollo creed and then rocky and then rocky beats him um but basically ivan drago's son is in this movie and ivan drago's in it as well and he challenges creed who's adonis creed who is apollo creed's son to a boxing match so it's it's uh it's quite good the the guy that plays um Victor Drago he's massive he's one of the biggest guys I've ever seen apparently he's a real boxer that they hired yeah I heard it was a real an actual boxer yeah yeah he's a real boxer that they hired he's pretty good at acting as well so yeah but if you think Michael B Jordan's big he makes him look like a toothpick yeah <laughs> so yeah it was it was really good the boxing's probably the highlight of it because it's really heavy punches and yeah realistic and quite good so infinity stone right do you want me to do the infinity stones yeah i would guess it's got a power stone. power yeah power definitely power the both of them both of them there's lots of uh workout scenes if you want <laughs> some motivation and they're both basically as ripped as you can get um so yeah power stone reality stones there as well Definitely has the Soul Stone. It continues on from the from Creed One, having kind of deep character moments. Or the other one, Space Stone, probably not. Time Stone. It has a time jump in it, and it it does kind of follow time quite well. I think it's yeah, it's definitely got the Time Stone. So it's it's probably missing the space and half a Mind Stone, I reckon. Well, like it's still very thoughtful, but I guess for the boxing scenes, you could turn it off a little bit. Yeah. So it's a four and a half. Four and a half, I reckon, yeah. Out of six, okay. Yeah. That's pretty good. Well, it's it was always going to miss out on the Space Stone, so... Yeah, it was always <laughs> going to miss out on the Space Stone, unfortunately. But yeah, it's uh, I would say it's definitely worth a watch, especially if you like the first Creed. If you like Michael B. Jordan and Sliced Alone, then you'll like this. Okay, yeah. I still haven't even seen the first one, so I should watch both of them. Yeah. They're both, this is probably, or I actually like this one better than the first one, but I can see people liking the first one better. We'll quickly talk about some of the trailers. There's been quite a few since we, since our last episode anyway. There was a Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. There was a bunch of Disney stuff. So there's been a lot of Captain Marvel trailers, but I haven't seen any of them. There's been an Avengers Super Bowl spot. Yeah, it was like 30 seconds long. But the one everyone's talking about is Aladdin. You actually didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. I don't know. So, but everyone seems to hate it, though. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't look right. It, And it's not that far away from coming out. And they've only released, like, two small trailers, like teasers. So that's starting to suggest that there might be something wrong with this movie. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I thought it looked okay. Like, for a live-action Aladdin, I don't think you could probably expect it to look... That much better. Uh, yeah, but it's Disney, so they can afford they can afford anything. So I I was expecting better than this. The CGI doesn't look great. For Genie or in general? Just in general. It doesn't look great. Like in the Cave of Wonders. Oh, yeah. That looked a bit dodgy, but, you know, they could probably fix that up. I think the Genie looks fine. Everyone hates the Genie, but I think it looks okay. I hope it doesn't look like that for the whole movie, though. What, like... 
like that. Like I, he did in that. I, I think he should just look like Will Smith. Like blue, but Will Smith. Like skinny Will Smith. Oh, why? The CGI just doesn't look great. It looks like his head's on someone else's body. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but I think it will look like that for the whole movie. And I'm okay with that. I don't know. Because in the, in the Entertainment Weekly thing that came out earlier, where it was just a picture, but it was a picture of that Will Smith. That was just Will Smith, yeah. And it was just Will, like, like skinny, like how he normally looks in real yeah. life, Will Smith. What, did you like that one better? Yeah. Everyone hated like, that I, one. I would, well I would take that and he's just blue. I would just take that. I think he would look weird as skinny and blue. It would look like they painted him. I don't know. It's hard to I do. Know. Like every, I think no matter what you do with this, everyone will hate it. So Someone's not going to like it. <laughs> No matter what you do with it, there's just someone's going to pick out a problem with it. So you've got to go one way and just stick with it and hope it turns out well. I'm a little bit apprehensive about it, but let's see. It's Guy Ritchie. I don't know if his style will go well with Aladdin either. I don't know if it, it didn't seem very Guy Ritchie like, did it? No. There was no like fast paced British guys talking while, I don't know, they have like quick cuts. Is that what Guy Ritchie does? I think so. He does these, like, weird, um, like, in Sherlock Holmes, like, you know how he kind of sees the action scene in slow-mo, and then this action scene happens in fast, like, super fast-mo. Yeah. yeah. So you see it all in slow-mo, and then you see it in fast. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's always does got that a lot. quick cuts, and, um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, they've got, like, weird music. It's good. It's, there's a very distinct style. You can't explain it, but when you see it, you know it. <laughs> and this was not it. Let's see, it's coming out in May. They'll probably have one more trailer. Yeah, well, you almost had it in your top five highest grossing. I think it will probably get there. It's Aladdin. There's there's too many people that like it. But if it really sucks, people won't watch it. Yeah, I don't know. Beauty and the Beast yeah. wasn't great, and people still watch that. Yeah, but that was still... It still looked like a Disney production. Like it In terms of production values, everything was quite good. I think this will probably just be as good as Beauty and the Beast, maybe. Which isn't great. I don't like that movie that much. But I feel like this might be on par with that. The other thing was Jafar. We both had a discussion on this. But Jafar, before Aladdin goes into the Cave of Wonders, Jafar is meant to be disguised as an old man. It might just be It might just be a swap out, though. Like, it, it's not, it doesn't have to show up like that in the movie, I guess. But the whole point is that he shouldn't know who Jafar really is. Aladdin shouldn't know who Jafar really is. No, no, but like I'm saying, it might, like the like an Avengers trailer, they might have just put CGI'd him in. CGI'd him out. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting choice because everyone who's seen the original Aladdin knows that the old man is actually Jafar. But I don't know, maybe they're targeting a, a younger, new audience that hasn't seen the old Aladdin. But yeah, we, we wouldn't know until we see the actual movie. But I'll, I'll maintain that I don't think... I don't think it's going to be amazing, but I think it will still make a lot of money. In terms of critically, it might not do that well, but commercially it might do okay. There was also a Frozen 2 trailer. Yeah, it was a pretty weird trailer, actually. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. I, I don't know where they're taking this, actually. I, I had no idea. Like, it was probably the weirdest trailer I've ever seen. And, um, yeah, the, there's no real story elements from it. It's No. It's got this weird song in the background and... Um, yeah, she tries to go through waves. I don't know what she's doing. And they seem to be going on some sort of adventure to another land. It looks land. like they're going to like spring or something. 
As in the the season the spring. The season spring, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe Anna has the, spring the power powers. of spring. Yeah, I don't know. Like, she can make spring when if she wants. Like, Elsa can make winter and she yeah. can make spring. And then they meet the other, t- there's two other princesses and they can make summer and summer autumn. Summer and uh, autumn. So, they're the villains. Like, summer... Summer against Elsa and then Autumn against Anna. I actually wouldn't mind watching that. I don't think that's where it's going, but <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know where it's going, to be honest. It could be going anywhere. That's coming out much later in the year. I think it's November. I think it's like Thanksgiving around then, so we'll see. I, I can't really even comment if it's going to be good or not because I have no idea what's happening. Okay, well, that's that's it for this episode. We'll round it up. So how do people contact us? So we got uh, Gmail at Cognitive Recalibration Podcast at gmail.com, Facebook and Twitter, uh, no, Facebook and Instagram at Cognitive Recalibration, and at Twitter at C Recalibration. Yep, and you can find us on all podcasting platforms now, so just search Cognitive Recalibration and you'll find us there. If you do enjoy our content, do give us a subscribe and a like on our Facebook page, which we update every every time we have a new episode or just other updates in general so whenever we watch a movie we we do give a initial reaction to it on on our instagram or our facebook page so just check that out and give that a like otherwise we'll we don't have much left in this episode so we'll see you guys in the next one yes where we'll be talking about we'll be talking about something yeah probably captain marvel i think which is only a couple yeah of weeks away. Uh, that's still a couple of weeks away so we might have a an episode before that yeah but let's see We'll see what happens. All right. See you guys. All right. See ya. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.